financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Hello. Well, hello. What a crazy <laughs> scam. Can you just give a little recap um, of what happened in the first half? Yeah, I'm hot under the collar. Uh, somebody who was a friend of mine whose wife was my assistant moved away, lost my phone number, and about a month ago started receiving phone calls from someone who claimed they were Mrs. Brown with a Boston office in Massachusetts and were affiliated with me and wanted him to invest small amounts of money to begin with for a decent return. So it started with $50 and quickly has grown to $4,000 total loss. Well, and especially with his wife being your assistant, he probably thought like, oh, she's trying to help me out. She's giving me a good tip. Well, I, had he had my phone number, he would have just called me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, people would say, well, you're easy to find, look you up on the internet. This is a guy with just a phone. He's not well connected to the internet, and, you know, but here's the thing I would say. First of all, if anyone else has gotten a phone call from somebody saying that I want them to invest and they're affiliated with my office, not only don't do it unless you call me and find out it's really me because we don't make outbound calls about investments. Mm-hmm. Unless you're already a client or you call us, we don't make those cold calls. Right. It's not what Hug Your Money does. But if somebody has done this and has any actual lead so that we could really catch these people, if we can catch them, I'll offer a reward because this is the kind of thing, it's so hard to catch these people. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what they did and how hard it is to catch them and what to do to protect yourself here. So as I said, it started out with very small amounts of money. Now, you're right. He didn't even think to call me for 50 bucks. You know, hey, it's Francis, somebody in her office. Hey, you know, I'll try to help her out. And they must be putting a new person online here who wants me to do $50. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I did say to him, Edward, don't you think? Didn't you? Didn't your bells go off? Didn't you say, this doesn't seem like Francis. I don't think she would ask me to do this. Right. And he said, yeah. I did think that, but they were so clever. Every time I asked a question, they had an answer. Mm -hmm. They said they were in Boston. I said, I'm going to come. They gave me an address. Come ahead. Right. Said, I need to call you back. They gave me a phone number, you know, but it doesn't lead to the person, Mm -hmm. right? Here's what they had him do. Well, let me ask you first. What do you think they had him do? I'm thinking about recent scams, and the recent ones that I can think of is where they had to go out to buy a gift card. I'm assuming maybe there was some kind of a Venmo or a PayPal account they had to send to in then they would invest for him? You would think that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like it had advanced at least to that point? Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. When I said to Edward, how did they get this money? Because now I'm thinking, wait, I got a paperwork trail. Right, right, right. Well, find this person, right? And I hesitate about talking about stuff like this on the air because in one way, it's almost a roadmap. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not new. This has been going on a long time. Well, and also the people reason- listening will know to be more wary of phone calls like that. Well, that's the point. The reason we're talking about it is because if you thought this was passe, think again. A good friend of mine just lost four grand. Yeah. So what they did is they said, go to this. I said, Edward, let me guess. They made you go to the store and get a card and they stayed on the phone with you. Yeah, he says. So it was a gift card that they had him get. Absolutely. Oh. And he had on the phone, they chatted him up, telling him all kinds of nice, rosy things and asking him questions about himself. And 
keeping him entertained and mm-hmm. calm, right? They were very soothing, very calm, very trustworthy sounding. Yeah. All he went to the store and got the gift card and gave them the activation code, the PIN number, whatever he had to give them from the gift card so that they could use it. Mm-hmm. And then they still didn't let on. Oh. You know, thank you very much for doing this. We'll be in touch with your earnings, blah, blah, blah. We'll call you again. Well, they certainly did. And again, and again, and again. So did he keep going and buying more gift cards in the in the larger amounts or, was, or did they switch up the way that they got the money? No, more gift cards. Like every time oh. it was supposed to be the same thing, buy this gift card, buy that gift card. So I think, and forgive me for bringing this to the air because it's so fresh and I'm sure I will have, you know, more information on it as the days unfold. But I think where it finally went awry was, you know, he must have said, well, I want some of my money back. Where's my earnings? I need it. I need to take some money out of my account. Right. And then they just... Did they ghost him or did they give him an excuse? I don't know the answer to that yet, but I'm assuming that something awful happened that caused him to say, you know, like like you said, maybe they just ghosted and they yeah. stopped answering, whatever. But at some point he realized I'm being scammed. So what and do you say when you get the phone call and he's asking you for that, you personally for that money back? Well, you know, that is, I have to say, it's one of the hardest phone calls I've had to make because I feel terrible for this guy. Right. He has written me asking for a refund because somebody at my office has ripped him off for four grand. Oh. You know, it's not somebody at my office. I didn't recommend anything, and we didn't. We don't have their four thousand dollars, right? It's not sitting here in an investment somewhere where we could, you know, help in some way. Right. He's been scammed. So all I could say, I called him. I said, Edward, you know, didn't you think this was odd? Yes, it was. What can we do? Well, have you done any of these things? And I'll tell you in a second what they are. No, he hadn't done any of them. I said, this is what plan you're going to put in action. And I said, what I can offer is to help you as much as possible in terms of guidance. Now, this is not the guy's last $4,000. He's not, you know, he's not going to be homeless because of it or anything like that. But it's still not right to rip somebody off for $4,000. No, and you feel bad because they used your name. But I mean, it it has oh, nothing to do with you. It totally creeps me out that they used my name. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about these scams and they seem a little abstract, I'm coming to the air saying, watch out for this stuff because it's out there. Right. He, I'm saying, son of a gun, if I can catch this person, I will string them up by their phone. You, know? <laughs> you cannot do this. Exactly. So, so, yeah. So what makes it so difficult to find, of course, is the gift cards. There is no paperwork trail for this. All you have is that the guy bought a gift card and he gave someone over the phone all the, the numbers numbers that they needed. And then they used that card in some way. Now, maybe, just maybe, if somebody cared enough and could manage to dig into this, you might be able to trace somehow where those cards were used and, you know, kind of piece something together. But Yeah, and unless you wrote down the numbers on the back of the gift card, which no one does, then, the yeah, then, then I don't know that they put that on the receipt when you buy a gift card. So who knows where those numbers, where that order went to? Yeah, and where they use them. I mean, they could be shopping online and using them from, you know, anywhere. Oh, oh I'm sure they're doing it online. Yeah, because if you go to the store and they don't have the actual gift card and you're just giving them a list of numbers, I think they'd look at you like you were crazy. Well, I, we don't even know that they use the gift cards. They may sell the gift cards. And oh, then true. people yeah. use all over the place. I mean, it's really, you have to think like a criminal. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. that they could be selling the cards like 40 bucks for a $50 card or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then cards are all over the place. Nobody mm-hmm. has a list of them unless somebody wants to rat out who they've been buying the cards from, right? <laughs> so yes. this is why I say it is possible to catch these people, but it's not easy. And so when I'm talking about it on the air like this, I'm hoping to reach a very broad listenership, especially on the digital radio side, you know, which goes all over the world now, mm-hmm. to 
have somebody say, hey, I got one of those phone calls, and this is what I kept from it, and maybe we could all piece together some pieces. But, you know, for all I know, this is the one and only time this person has used my name, and maybe the next time she uses another advisor's name, or who knows? You know, they just plucked my name off the Internet, I'm guessing. But, you know, so here's what to do if this happens to you. First of all, never, ever, ever, ever go and buy a gift card and give somebody the numbers over the phone. Mm-hmm. Just do it. It's like the simplest thing to do is not do that. If it's a real investment, you don't have to buy a gift card to get it. Yeah, those two don't seem like they go hand in hand. No. So I did ask him, had he locked down his credit report? No, he hadn't done that yet. So I gave him a phone number, which I'll give out over the air now. Everybody could use this. Whether you've been scammed or not doesn't matter. You can use it just to protect your credit. Okay. Because the concern isn't that they're scamming him. I mean, that's a concern. But the real concern is that they grab his identity, and now they take out loans in his name and all of that, and they trash his credit in the balance. Mm -hmm. So if you call 800-685-1111, that will get you to Equifax, little computer, you can punch in some numbers and put a freeze or a fraud alert on your credit report. It's very quick and easy to do. You can also do it online at their website. Okay. But they automatically will tell TransUnion and Experian. So you only have to make one call or one website thing, and they'll lock down your credit across the board for those three major bureaus. Okay, and how long does it stay locked down for until you until you lift it? or? Well, freeze is different than the fraud. Fraud alert, I think, stays for a year, if I'm correct about that still. And the freeze will stay longer until you lift it. But lifting it, you can just unlock it on okay. the website. It's a little padlock. You just unlock it so that you can get, you know, a loan or whatever you want. And then you lock it again, you know, just so you're controlling who is pulling when they're pulling your credit reports. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, good. So that's the first thing. Second thing I asked him to do was to file a police report. Now, personally, I've had to do this one time. And the police really didn't want to file the report. They gave me a lot of information about how difficult it would be to catch the people and blah, blah, blah. And they just about refused to file a report about it. Mm, that's frustrating. Very frustrating. I don't blame them. You know, you end up chasing your tail and all of that. But wait, let me get this straight. That's your job. Mm-hmm. It's a t- this together. Get a detective on it and see if you can make something of this because it's targeting especially seniors. This gentleman is in his late 70s, uh, widowed, you know, living far from where he was years ago. You know, he's a target, right? Yeah, and even if they can't do anything about that particular incident report, maybe other people will file it too, and then they can piece it together, like you said, from multiple different reports. That's right. That's right. I seldom will say on the air, you know, please uh, call me if you have any information about this or because it's not necessary. But in this case, I would love to know if if anyone listening to the show has gotten a call from someone saying they're affiliated with my name or our company uh, because we don't make cold calls at all. Not a simple cold call. Well, (laughs) yeah, and you don't want your name out there in that that fashion because then people like he was in his initial text are mad at you thinking that you were actually involved in it. Yeah, it was heartbreaking to call him because I didn't know until I got him on the phone if he really was seriously saying, you know, I had ripped him off in some way and I would have to explain that it wasn't me. Mm. But actually, he was so excited when I called him back. He was, oh, I'm so happy to hear from you and thank you. How's the music? And and at the end of the call, he said, I said, you know, Edward, I don't know that we're going to be able to get this money back for you, but I will do anything I can to help you and to try to resolve this situation. And he said, he said the sweetest thing. He said, oh, just hearing your voice was enough for me. Oh, I'm so glad because that's it's hard to lose a friendship over it. And also like your professional reputation as well, if this continues on. Well, and, and what he really needed 
I think in the end he knew he was getting scammed, mm-hmm. right? And he's mad at himself. But what he really needed was a friend to call him and say, okay, there are some things you can do. Right. You know, the third thing I asked him to do was to call the attorney general's office in his area and make them aware that this has happened mm-hmm. and give them all the details you can. And I said to him, you know, we're trying to protect other people from getting scammed here as well. It's an absolute shame that he's lost this money, but if it can help somebody else to not lose money, then some good has come of it. But boy, you know, I mean, just that comment tells you what a sweet, nice guy he is. For sure. And, you know, and they know it kills me just. They know when they get him on the phone. He's got a cute little accent, you know, an old world accent. And he's saying, oh, yes, how are you today? You know, oh, yes, I'm a musician and I do this. And I, you know, and he gives out information. It's just um, awful. It's awful that people get targeted like that, especially older people. And as you said, you know, everyone thinks listening. Oh, I would never fall for that. And right. it's interesting when they have the right information and they answer the questions in the right way. You know, you want to believe that people are telling the truth. Well, I mean, I'm a perfect example of that when I was getting his messages. I smelled a scam. Why is somebody writing to me saying they were scammed and they want a refund, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But eventually they gave me enough information that I took the risk. Well, if you have gotten any kinds of phone calls where they mentioned Dr. Francis Ram's name, giving you advice that you did not solicit, or if you have questions, maybe you've been scammed some other way and you want a little help to figure out what to do next, can I get your phone number? Yes, and if anybody can help me find this person, that would be great. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, our phone number is 413-773-3333. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com. 